This is episode 12 of season three of the 126 podcast. We have a special episode here today. We are with our November Coach of the Month. Hello. Like I said, this is episode 12, Coach. Coach, coach, how's it going? Hey there. Going great. Hey, is it fair to call this the Thanksgiving episode since we are not sure. in yeah. at work this next week? For, I mean, athletics, yeah. we are at, we got a basketball coach on today. Basketball coaches never stop. You know that they coach through, mm-hmm. coach through Thanksgiving, they coach through Christmas break. They, you know, basketball season um, slows down for no holiday. Well, you, you're talking about Thanksgiving. Now I'm, I'm wanting to go eat, even well, though I already ate my lunch early. Are, are Lucky. You, uh, we we're going to be doing the ozone in a minute. I get <laughs> you know where we're going back with it again, but maybe, maybe not. Okay, so this is the Thanksgiving episode. Then. This is the Thanksgiving we're okay episode. With that, right? Yes. Okay. Good. I was just confirming. And we have a very special guest. I'm actually happy today because, like you said, we didn't book twelve guests, which makes things easier on the production side of things. We don't have people <laughs> sharing microphones. Everybody has their own microphone today. You mean I didn't book 12 guests? Yeah. We had 14 much. in the room during the basketball I know. It was ridiculous. It was pretty spectacular, though. I had fun. Um, but we have one guest today. It's all about our coach of the month. We will get to that in just a second. But first, we're going to throw it over to Coach Weaver. Well, this will be a brief weave. Uh, <clears throat> where's my – just wondering if I'm going to get my – your timer. timer down there. No, because I'm nervous. I'm open ended. You were so you're not open ended, but you were so fast the last time. Remember my alarm yeah. went off and you're, 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 I'm uptight because of that timer. Let me get it. Okay, uh, as I said, this is the Thanksgiving episode. So just really quickly, this is something that's been on my mind lately. And we've got assistant coach academy in the morning. I'm sorry, no, we don't. We've got coaches lead in the morning. Uh, coaches lead with coffee, something we do once a month. And I kind of want to highlight that a little bit because um, it's just one of those things in our department that has become kind of special to us. Uh, We started it um, a little bit on a whim, you know, because we wanted to do something to just pour back into coaches some. But first I want to say because it's the Thanksgiving episode, Addison, uh, there's a difference in thankfulness and gratefulness. Would you agree? Of course. Yeah, you should agree. (laughs) I don't know if I could tell you the difference right well, now. Well, I'm going to tell you. How about, but I'm, uh, a, I'm assuming if we have two words for it, there should be a difference. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, thankfulness is a feeling, I think. You know, we, we Thanksgiving, does anybody sit around Thanksgiving table and do the old deal where everybody goes around and says they're thankful for something? A lot yeah, of, a lot of do families that. do that. Um, I think thankfulness is a feeling. I think gratefulness is an action. So I think if you're grateful for something, you're expressing that in some way to somebody else. So uh, I'll just say, as an athletic director, I'm thankful that we have we we we've got a coach of the month here. We talk we've been talking about before we turned the podcast on all the great people that work in our district. Um, coaches lead is a way for Coach O and I to show our gratefulness to our staff for the job they do now. They got to come in at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> to to Alfredo's Steakhouse over on eighty. But we buy them breakfast, and uh, you know it's all the coffee you can drink. And we take some prizes over there each month, and some coaches win door prizes. 
we always bring a speaker in for that, and um, we try to bring someone in that has a little bit different perspective each time, whether it be a parent or a community member or a former coach or a leader in, in some area that can speak into their lives as coaches in Forney ISD. And this may be, you know, give them a little pep talk and uh, sometimes some tools for the trade. Um, but I think we can all do a, 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 I think we're all thankful. I mean, I, you know, ho- hopefully we are. We work in a great mm-hmm. district. We, we've, we win a lot in Forney ISD athletics. Um, we got some superb people that work f- with our kids in this district. But I think we got to look for more ways to be grateful, too. I think we've got to go show it. we got to be active. Um, and so uh, Coach of the Month is one of those things that mm-hmm. we set up because we wanted to show our gratitude to some really great people for the job they do. And we've got one of those on here today. So uh, on uh, that note, go ahead and take it away for our Coach of the Month. You can. I don't know if you all have notes and stuff from – No, we, we got it. You got it. Y'all are not being right very grateful. In the old noggin. Okay, go for it then. I'll well, Taylor you. Jeffs is, has been in our, in our school district working um, in our athletic department for six years. Yes, sir. And in those six years, um, she's done a lot of great things. Obviously, most important thing is, is she's made a, a great impact on kids. She's had a lot of very successful young student athletes. Uh, that have come up in, in the athletic program she works with. and But one of those unique things, and I do want to get into this. I know we're going to, you know, Coach O's giving me the evil eye because we got to go to Ozone here. I don't want to get too far into this before we do. But I want to get into this, too, with Taylor. Is she's one of those folks in our district that's moved mm-hmm. up. And we've, we've kind of hit that hit on that in our on our podcast before. We're really proud of that. Mm-hmm. I think we should be, for good reason, um, professional coaches that have invested here in this school district and have moved up in our system and just can year after year mm-hmm. make an even more uh, substantial impact on the program as they go through their profession. She's still pretty young in her profession, right? Just six years in and uh, here and um, uh, many more great things to come and years to come. But it's going to be a big thing that we're going to hit today. Yeah. And I think we can look at it too, also just from a, broader perspective than coaching. Um, I think that something that I've heard a lot of people that are older than me complain about is that so many young people show up and expect to have the top job that they want on day one instead of realizing, oh, the person who has that job has been here for 15 years. Yeah. You know, so that's something that we can talk about. I think could benefit, you know, anybody who's listening to this, whether they're a coach or not. Great conversation Mm -hmm. and an appropriate one for our Thanksgiving episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and if you want to know, I have the definitions of grateful and thankful here. Do you? Do you, do you want to hear them? Well, might as well. Let's see how. It's going to mess up your whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> grateful is appreciative of benefits received. This is from Webster. Um, and thankful <laughs> is conscious of benefit received. Okay. I say it's a feeling. So, I mean, that's a thought. So I'm conscious about, you know, what. But I got, I'm yeah. telling you, gratitude. That's what it says, conscious and appreciative. Yeah. So you're actually right. Like, you're uh, right. Be, because being grateful is more so the action of being appreciative. Yeah, I think you, I think it's a it's a positive act, and um, gratitude is something that you, people see. Right, mm-hmm. I can be thankful. You never see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if I'm showing gratitude, I'm I'm having to take action to do that. You see that, mm-hmm. and and uh, I think we need more of that around our parts these days. That well, was a good weave, Coach. It was. We are very grateful for the ozone. So.
So before I go to the subject spotlight, I just want to make everyone aware out there that I had a very good subject spotlight and our executive producer and coach Weaver came up with the idea that this was going to be a Thanksgiving podcast. So I had to pivot really fast and come up with something good for She's the good subject that, spotlight. I, I'm sure she did great. She's I great may great. just do both of my subject spotlights today. Two subject spotlights. Yes. I'm I a fan. May. I'm a fan. So for the first one, in honor of Thanksgiving, we're talking meats. What is your go-to meat All to right. eat on Thanksgiving? All right. I'll go last. I don't mind jumping right in and being first on this one. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's almost lunchtime, as always, on the 126, and this makes my mouth water just thinking about it. The Greenberg turkey from T- Tyler, Texas. Uh, I think they had a fire at the plant a couple of years ago, so they've, they've been kind of hard to get hold oh, of. But if you've ever had... And listen, but I'm man, not a, the whole town smelled great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a... Uh, I'm not a... I don't eat turkey. Once a year, I eat turkey, right? And I'm not... No. I mean, you know, my mom's a great cook. A baked turkey or a fried turkey? Uh, I, it's baked, I guess. Okay. I guess. But the Greenberg turkey, I don't know what they do. It's a smoked turkey. So neither. Mm. Let's put it that. Okay, so that's not. But it's got to go in the oven. Okay, but it is so full of goodness. I don't know what they put is in. Is it, it dry or it. juicy? Because I can't oh, stand no. a dry turkey. It's it's not it's, like Christmas vacation where they poke it and it. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect turkey. It's a perfect turkey. The Greenberg turkey. turkey. Look them up. They're not a podcast sponsor. Uh, we, <laughs> maybe they would love to be, but uh, yeah, you can order them in various sizes for your family. Greenberg Best turkey. turkey. They send us four of those, and they're, we'll mention them every Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll mention them every podcast the rest of the year. So yours is the Greenberg turkey. I guess without further ado, we will officially introduce our guest, <laughs> Coach Jess. Welcome to the podcast. What is your favorite Thanksgiving meat? Well, I think it's kind of a tie because um, – in our family, we always go to like both parents' sides um, on the week of Thanksgiving, and one side of the family just loves the turkey, and uh, they do it very well, nice and juicy, not dry. And then the other side, uh, we always get a boar's head ham, okay. and uh, my grandmother does it up real well mm-hmm. um, with the cloves and the maple syrup, and right. um, oh yeah, so it's kind of a tie. The whole thing, yeah, that does sound good too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so mine, uh, our favorite, matter of fact, my brothers and I were just talking about this last week, wishing that our mom would cook it, but she's not gonna. Um, Cornish game hens. Okay. There you go. Once again, once again, Coach O getting her monocle out, (laughs) bragging in front of all of us with her Chilean (laughs) sea bass and Cornish game hens. Of course it would be. Well, yeah, and then there's also... For you people that don't know, at Sam's, I don't know that they still have it at Sam's, but they had a stuffed chicken breast. It was stuffed with dressing. That was quite tasty as well. Yeah. But Cornish Game Hen is my go-to. Well, I will tell you. Wow. At the risk of sounding uh, somewhat bougie myself, we do keep some Cornish Game Hens in the freezer. Um, They're really good. And they're they're not very expensive. Uh, When... You know, COVID hit. You couldn't find any meat hardly anywhere. All the chicken was sold out at all the grocery stores. They still, we found Cornish game hens. And that's where we started cooking the doggone little things in there. I agree with you, Coach O. They're very tasty little birds. Yep. Wow. 
And I'm sure it's great to eat them on your long mahogany table <laughs> with your gold silverware. Yeah. Um, we use plasticware. There you go. That's actually <laughs> awesome because then you don't have to do dishes. But for mine, uh, we always eat turkey and ham. Um, I'm not a turkey person. Even the best turkeys to me are kind of dry. And I'm like, I'm only eating this because it's Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. I'm not a big ham person either. I like pork, but I like pork like... I love bacon and sausage and stuff, but anyway. So if I'm gonna pick a Thanksgiving meat, I want brisket. Oh, okay. because it's a you know it's kind of expensive to get a whole brisket and all that. So it is kind of an event type thing, you know. Yeah. We in Texas we eat brisket all the time, but I will always pick brisket over everything because beef is a superior meat to everything else. Well, I agree with that. I, you know, I was trying to stay with the Thanksgiving t- theme. I will if we if you go to Christmas, it's we Texas always Texas though. So we eat brisket for Thanksgiving for yeah, weddings we, for. Yeah, you're right. Funerals. We eat something totally different. We don't eat traditional for Christmas. No, we have barbecue brisket at Christmas. We have breakfast food. Like, mm. we'll eat like a real We should save breakfast. this for the Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah we okay, should. Okay, okay. We should. We should. And we'll blow all the Y'all didn't so hear that. what is subject spotlight number two? Okay, so Coach Jeffs, because she's a basketball coach, she's in basketball season right now, and I thought, huh, we might as well just talk about pressing, right? Oh. Press breakers, Bench press, right? <laughs> Wrong. Clothes. Pressing. Do you get your clothes? Do you oh. iron your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> or do you take them to the cleaners? Oh, boy. Is neither an answer? Right. Well, I, I, we got one. And do you just go wrinkled? Yeah, I'm one of those millennials that goes wrinkled straight out of the dryer. Yep. Well, if it's straight out of the dryer, it's not wrinkled. Yeah. It might sit in the laundry basket for a little while. Okay, then it's going to be wrinkled. <laughs> Uh, dry cleaners for me. Shout out to Country Cleaners, Pointy, Texas. Dry cleaners, really? Oh yeah. I always wonder how those places stay in business. I'm like, who goes to a dry cleaner? You go to the dry cleaner. It'd be me. You're keeping them in business. Good so, job. So okay, so starch, heavy starch. What, what light do you starch. Get? Light starch. Light starch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of that means. I know it's a thing. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Yeah. Don't know what it means. Don't know the difference. Well. I don't know how things know. are clean whenever they're dry. So that's the question I have because I'm it's not a, really clean. Yeah, I'm a. It's dry. Um, no, it's I'll clean. iron my stuff. No, it's not. But you I'll get the stains out and everything. Send some stuff to the cleaners. There's no water in that whole place. Well, they ship them out. To yeah, if it's them. dry cleaned, it's just a front. The dry, the actual dry clean <laughs> business. <laughs> they ship. Then the clothes go somewhere else. I don't know the you know the. They don't even keep them there. place where they take all the stains away. Why are you bring, going to the middleman? Then they bring them back. That's the way this business runs. So, you know, okay. get your choice. Hmm. Well, I just ironed something the other day. But, I mean, I'm not opposed to going to the cleaners. Yeah. I used to go. When I was in high school, I went to the, my, well, it's because my, my, my parents were paying for it. Mm-hmm. Now they, I don't you want, had to get your wanna. white jeans. Well, now I got to say, right. <laughs> Taylor, do you have an iron? Do you own an iron? I do. Yes. Well, you do. When you wear See, Rocky that's better Mountains, than me. I don't even have one. When you wear Rocky Mountains, you can't wear Rocky Mountains out of the dryer. You have got to have that crease in them yeah. so they lay on that boot the right way. So, oh, okay. I was always fresh. He doesn't starched. know what Rocky Mountains are. Oh, yeah, where you see the look on his face. Rocky Mountains. I know what the Rocky Mountains are. I'm aware of the mountains. Hey, I'll tell you, if, you know, I'll give you an inside tip here because I just learned this recently. It only took me almost 50 years. But if you, uh, I bought a steamer. Oh, yeah. So really, that's the ultimate, like, Mm -hmm. home answer. Uh, I did steam a suit recently. That's it. Yeah, I I steamed a a pair of slacks and a a sport coat the other day, and it worked out really well. See those Rocky Rocky Mountain Mountain jeans? They don't have pockets on the back. That's what they're known for. I'm going to have, they don't have pockets. Yeah. 
I'm going to get how you flagged or something. Every one of these pictures, they really focus on the butt of the Rocky Mountain jeans. Well, uh, that's kind of that was the point. <laughs> yeah. That's the point of the Rocky Mountain yeah. jeans. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'd never try to wear them now. How'd we get here? <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> we started out with gratitude. And We're grateful <laughs> for Rocky Mountain jeans. <laughs> I was in, you know. Are, I was are they making a comeback? <laughs> you were grateful for them? Yes, I was. As a junior high boy, I was very grateful. They're on eBay. So if you want some. No, thanks. Then no. I'd have to wear my shirt on the inside. Nope. <laughs> you got to tuck it in? Yeah, because you got to have on a good belt. Because oh, you... Oh, it's the okay. whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a country thing you just wouldn't understand. Sorry. I'm, I grew up here. I'm not a city boy. I know, but do you have a pair of cowboy boots? Yes. Oh. I do. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so you're... So I probably don't know what Rocky Mountain jeans are because I'm under you're an 30. You're urban cowboy. I'm not... Ur- <laughs> the, what about me is urban? <laughs> Please explain to me. This has deteriorated so far. <laughs> Yes, you're going to get it back. Taylor, can you help us, please? Yes, yes. I'm not sure I can. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Point. Please excuse us for that. So we are going to go over and start talking to our coach of the month here. There we go. Um, so first off, I am going to ask you all, what, what, what things were you all seeing whenever the nominations were coming in and all that? <clears throat> That's always a good thing. Coach O is prepared. I am, because I know you're going to ask. But I want to say this before I just read an excerpt out of one of the nominations. Something that I always notice when, um, whenever I was at North Forney is that Coach Jeffs is always working. She's always moving. If you need something, they're like, hey, ask Coach Jeffs, get with Coach Jeffs. And I was like, hmm. But she's very quiet in it. So she is a worker bee who is constantly she working. She just does that when you're all around. She hears about it. No, she, half the time I, I go in there incognito. Well, my I will say just a quick little segue there. My uncle, who had been in education for a very long time, he said his first year teaching, the the superintendents or somebody from admin was was in the building, and his principal walked by him, and he got water from the water fountain and splashed it on my <laughs> uncle's forehead and said, whenever you see them, don't say anything. Just walk by them as fast as you can with papers in your hand. And he said, because if you do that, they're like, oh, wow, he's getting after it. I, I really think she gets after okay. it for real. All right. And so, so like, she doesn't always know we're watching. That's okay? right. Oh, okay. And, and like, there you go. That's a warning to every coach yeah. that's listening. This one of these nominations, they they came from one of her head coaches. So it, it says, and there's a, a, sp- a part that I really like. She builds relationships with the girls to where she can hold them accountable and build them up at the same time. She has taken it upon herself to create uh, big sisters for the program and have her basketball athletes write letters to children at Scottish Rite. That stuff we never see. Mm-hmm. And had. They not put that on the nomination form. We wouldn't know that. I just know that every time I go there, I'm, I see her working hard. But th- that, that goes above and beyond mm-hmm. what I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think you could probably there, – there are some things like that for many coaches in our system. Um, I think the coaches that really stand out are the ones that are consistently, year after year, season after season, week after week – like whether you know whether Taylor knows Coach O is it's a basketball game night and we know everybody's going to be in that facility, or whether it's just one of those quiet afternoons where um, she's getting it done, mm-hmm. you know, and you just catch her in the midst of doing her job. Those people that consistently bust their tails for the kids in this district, um, we should we should have we should be, be grateful. Gra- we should be grateful. Mm-hmm. We should. And so everybody knows you're the coach of the month. Um, we know a little bit from that, but. 
for those out there who don't know much about you, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, how did you kind of come into this? How did you get to this district, all that? So I grew up in northeast Oklahoma, um, and where I grew up is very much a sports town. Um, my parents, my grandparents, they're all educators and coaches as well. So um, at the beginning of it all, whenever I'm deciding my future, I always went to my mom and kind of told her, this is what I want to do. And uh, at the time, she's like, I'm not real sure you want to do this. <laughs> but um, I kept I kept plugging it, and uh, I went to a hometown college there uh, nearby Claremore, Oklahoma, a Rogers State University Hillcats. That's where I went. Um, Hillcats. There's your mascot. There's your mascot. There you go. Yeah, we could never figure it out, um, except for the logo we got, <laughs> the Hillcat logo. Um, and I had great coaches along the way. Um, my high school coach actually coached my mom as well in the 80s. So we had one of those uh, coaches that was just a longtime coacher, and uh, he was actually my role model. Uh, Did he tell you if you were better than your mom? Uh, I'm sure I was. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a different game. My mom played six on six. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Was she offense or defense? She was on defense. Very different. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah. We did. On here. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that chapter of – I'd have to have history. a special segment and bring in a few veterans yeah. of that. Yeah, sport. that'd be cool. Yeah, so she uh, she played a different game than I did, but um, then going on to college, um, my coach actually, uh, Amy Williams, is now the head coach at University of Nebraska. So another great coach in my life. Um, and uh, whenever I decided to move to Texas to get into the Texas school system, um, I won't say anything about Oklahoma's here, but. Um, uh, coaching was just what I wanted to do, and uh, I love to build the relationships with the girls. Um, that's probably my number one thing, um, and it makes it fun along the way. It's not it's not a job. It's a getting to come to work and have fun with the girls and give them some life tips along the way. So that's how I got here. There you go. Um, we have talked about this a lot, that a lot of coaches, you know, that's all they ever wanted to do. A lot of coaches come from – education families something i have heard before is education families telling their kids you don't want to do this <laughs> um i've heard that several times i know um whenever i first started looking into teaching or whatever and my dad works for school he's like you don't want to be a teacher <laughs> and, yeah and i, I, I do mean, enjoy it but i've heard that so much from people that have taught before yeah and, and it's, it's very interesting that, it's interesting and it's a little sad i'll be honest with you because yeah. i think it's probably a recognition um that it I, is a great deal of work and I think it's human nature to want, if you've been doing something for a long right, time, yeah. you, you may just knee-jerk reaction and be like, else. you should do something else. Yeah. But really, it might be you thinking about, yeah, you don't want to do this well, for look, another and I'm 40 gonna, years. I mean, I'm not going to pull any punches. Let's be honest yeah. and transparent here. Um, our coaches are working. I mean, seriously, we see this week in, week out in, in, in this, during the school year. Our coaches are working 50, 60, 70, 80-hour weeks, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes more during season. If you're working through – they're working through the holidays. They're working through – you know, people think, oh, you know, you're, you're off every weekend. No, not, not if you're coaching. They're up there, every, you know, every weekend. Um, our coaches now work through the summer. Uh, it's, you know, it's the old thing – the old deal about um, the best three things about teaching, June, July, and August. You know, it's really, really not accurate anymore because – June, July, and August are completely full of teacher training and weight room and strength <coughs> conditioning and, and skills work and all the other things, is camps and so forth. So um, coaches work extremely long hours. They have two full-time jobs. We've said this before mm -hmm. on this podcast. And 
you know, they're compensated for one of them. And, uh, you know, I would love to say you, you've heard this too. This is one of the old, old euphemisms as well. You're never going to get rich coaching. You know, you, you get mm-hmm. your reward. You're going to be rewarded, I, right. I think, richly. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an opportunity to be rewarded richly, but but you're never going to get rich in um, dollar bills. So it's it's – I understand that, but it is so important. I don't know if it's ever been any more important for us to have really good, influential, positive – highly impactful mm-hmm. people in this profession because it makes so much difference on what's going to come to us five to 10 years down mm-hmm. the road. Um, what sports we, we talked about basketball. Are there any other sports that you're currently involved in? I know before the, before we started recording, you said you'd coach every sport if you could. Right. Um, what are you currently coaching? Uh, basketball and softball. Okay. Um, and, you came from the middle school level, so I assume you have some experience coaching pretty much everything that we've we've got. Um, if you have to pick one, are you picking basketball? Yes. Okay, that's <laughs> what that's what I would assume. Um, now, now, coach, you you played soccer and golf in high school, right? Uh, yeah, I played. And you wouldn't want to coach one of those. You you pick you pick that over. I really coach. wish I could coach golf on top of the sports that I have, just because I'm so passionate about. I basically grew up on the golf course. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, my grandparents lived on the golf course, so I grew up on the golf course. Um, but basketball is my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that you love your, – your main thing is is to create those relationships with, with your players. Um, where do you think that kind of comes from? And just talk to us a little bit more about that, the relationships, because we, we said you've been here for six years, so this is your first graduating class that were with you at, at the middle school yeah. level. What yeah. is that going to be like? It'll be interesting. They kind of make me feel a little old, but um, you get to watch them in seventh grade coming in as scared little seventh graders, and they change to a completely different person when they get an eighth grader, um, especially girls. Um, and then I've gotten it, – it, it's a different dynamic now because we had the COVID um, quarantine, so they missed a couple of years. Um, but I've still gotten to see them grow into – kind of who they want to be, even though they still don't know. But um, I can see little bits and pieces here and there. Um, but I still have relationships with some of the girls that graduated a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, even as my first year at North Forney, um, those girls are three years removed. Is that three years removed? And we still have relationships and, and talk, and I still kind of catch up on what they're doing in life. So I think that's kind of my favorite part is – once they're finished with high school, you can still um, – they still come back to you and ask mm-hmm. you questions, and um, you are a big part of their life um, whenever they were um, finding themselves in high school. Mm-hmm. It is a weird thing. I mean, you've seen players graduate. It is a very weird thing. I noticed this as a teacher last year. I had a group that was with me the year before, and then they were with me this year. And that was my first time to have, like, multiple repeat students because I've only been doing this for three years now. Um, And it was so weird when they graduated (laughs) because you go from seeing this person every day, like pretty much five days a week. You see them as much as you see anybody, a lot of your family. And, and like, in my class, it's two hours at a time. So I go from seeing these people all this time, and then one day at the end of school, they're just like, all right, see you later, Mr. Mack. They walk out the door, and you're like, I'm not going to see like any of them. Like it's so (laughs) weird. And a couple of them have, you know, who I have those relationships with called me and that's really cool to get to talk to them and stuff. But it is such a weird thing that I was not really prepared for 
as a teacher whenever kids start graduating? Like, was that something y'all noticed? Because it is, you, like I said, you hey, spend so much time with people. confirms for me how old I am. Yeah. That, I mean, oh, they're, yeah. they're married, they're having kids. Yeah. <laughs> and I see my gray hair and, you know. That's just. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, has anybody heard from Reed? Yes, I saw Reed. Reed was at our at the uh, Roy City football game. Was he? Saw Reed. Um, and by the way, I did want to say every time we click that ozone button, we do get a little bit of Reed because Reed yelled "Welcome to the ozone" with me <laughs> on the mic. So he is part of that soundbite. Yeah. But I talked to him. I didn't get a chance to talk to him very long, but he was there and and. Uh, Shout out to Reed. Hope the OG's hey, going well no for kidding. you. Well. Yeah, I hope he's knocking it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, to interject, I apologize here, Taylor, but uh, it strikes me. We, we mentioned uh, Citibank Stadium, so I got to throw this out there. Um, shout out to the Jackrabbits. Right? Yes. They finished their season uh, on a playoff loss to a really good Frisco Liberty team. I was talking to Frisco's assistant AD at the game, and um, he said, I've been in Frisco 30 years, <clears throat> and this quarterback's probably the best high school Quarterback, he was player, a problem. Had, yeah, he was. He was really, really very good. good. He's yeah, a, he's a next level type guy. But um, what a great season for the Jackrabbits. We had Fleener on before. All of our sports, obviously, uh, same thing. To mm-hmm. the Falcons on the other side, getting to the regional tournament in volleyball uh, last week, got knocked out by number one team in the state. Who probably wins state? I think they right. will. Yeah, I mean, I think they will, um, hands down. But. Um, what great seasons for them, for our other teams as well. As we finish up the fall mm-hmm. and move into winter, I will say if you're in Forney uh, and you're just you've got a hankering for some live football action, we are hosting a playoff game on Friday night. Addison and his crew will be there operating our video board. By the way, uh, while I'm on the subject of gratitude, that was an, you guys did an awesome job on the video board uh, um, on our home playoff game the other day. The, the with some replays it going was and really stuff. good. Yeah, the best it's ever been, which which is good. I mean, something to keep building on mm-hmm. for the future. I know, but um, really nice job. But we've got a playoff game we're hosting, Mineola versus West, um, place the Kalachis come from. You know, down there on the way to Waco. Uh, they're playing at Citibank Stadium on Friday at seven and. Taylor, I'll bring it back to Taylor. She just talked about uh, making her feel old that she's got kids that are two or three years out. Uh, Mineola's head football coach and, and athletic director, uh, I coached him when he was in Little Dribblers. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you know, wow. It's one of those things. You, you really start to feel old on down the road somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it should be a good football game. And, um, uh, you know, we like to host games. People like to play here. It's, good, it's a good site. We take care of our people that come in. And we got a beautiful facility. So, um, well, there'll still be some playoff football game here on Friday. Won't be us doggone it, but congrats to some to some great football this year from the Jackrabbits. For sure. Um, let's jump back into kind of what we've been talking about. And we, we know that you started off at the middle school level. Talk to us kind of about the transition between middle school and high school. Um, how did that go? What did you kind of expect from that? Um, because, you know, that's most coaches got to start out at the middle school. So, yeah. Um, I was just looking for a job actually when uh when I got hired on here I was a sub which everyone every district needs right now um, I was a sub for a year while I was getting my uh, teacher certificate um, and I would go to the games and um, would watch the coaches and I think Forney had McCowan yes is that who we we had here uh, when I first started um, and um, Whenever I got hired on at the middle school, uh, they put me in the three sports, and um, I we don't I don't know much about volleyball, <laughs> just because our school 
we were a small 4A school in Oklahoma. We didn't actually have volleyball. Yeah, really? And so um, I didn't know much about it, but jumped in headfirst and um, was there for uh, two years. And there was an opening at North Forney that Coach Fleming took the head job up here, and yep. he was looking for some assistance to fill some positions. And um, uh, coming from the college level, because um, I was straight out of college when I came and got this job, at Forney at Brown Middle School, it's difficult to coach seventh and eighth graders because you're used to the college terminology and the college level of play, and now you're having to go back and break it down um, to them so they understand. And so uh, I will say it was kind of a difficult time to, as a first job, really, um, trying to figure out these kids and it's my first time teaching so you're having to put that on top of uh, trying to coach uh, but the the seniors I have now they were great in seventh grade they were already very skilled so uh, we kind of just did it together um, but when Fleming came and asked me if I wanted to come up to the high school I jumped right on it because um, now I get to deal with kids who are very passionate about this sport mm-hmm. uh, the sports that I was going to coach in middle school you get kids who are coming out for fun and and that's what we want to them to come out so we can see who has some potential and can build their skill level. Um, but when you get to high school, it's just another level of, of passion and the time that these girls put into the sport um, is amazing. Um, way more than I ever put into anything when I was in, when I was their age. Um, so uh, grateful to Fleming for uh, kind of looking out for the Brown coaches. And now we have Jackson as well. Um, just kind of, we try to support them as much as we can just because we know not one, we're going to get the girls um, into our program, but also um, whenever, if coaching spots open up, we're always um, welcoming those Brown and Jackson coaches just because they know our program and our culture. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, what I heard, she's coming out of college, going into middle school, and she said she jumped in head first. I heard that too. That's what a lot of people don't do mm-hmm. because I didn't know anything about volleyball either when I coached it for the first time. And that's what I did. I jumped in head first and literally soaked up everything that the varsity coach, mm-hmm. I, I soaked it up like a sponge. And that right there is that thing about her. See, Fleming saw it, which is why he said, hey, do you want to come up to the, to the high school? And another thing that is she knew she wanted to be at the high school level. She knew that was the kid that she wanted to work with. But it did not stop her from coaching the kids where she was. Yep. She was present where she was. Yeah, and that's a huge, like like we were talking about at the beginning, that's a huge thing for, for all of us, right? You know, um, just it's great to have goals and aspirations, but to do the best job that we can for sure. at, at the current job that we have is is huge. And jumping in head first, that reminded me of, I got to talk to um, Ralph Strangis. The, he was yep. the old play-by-play guy for the oh, Stars. Yeah. And he said that, y'all are talking about volleyball, um, whenever he was first starting out and trying to just just do more announcing, there was a high school playoff volleyball game that was going to be on the radio, and they said, "Have you have you done volleyball?" And he said, "Yeah, I've done volleyball. I love volleyball." He's like, "I'm ready." And the game was the next day. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I've got it. Just send me the players." Blah, blah blah. And he goes and he said, as soon as he hung up the phone, he went to the library and, and got these tapes on volleyball because he said, "I'd never seen a volleyball game in my life because he's from like up north and he's like." I knew nothing about it. And I'm not saying that we should all lie about our credentials, but he was just like, <laughs> hey, that's that's what it takes is just a willingness to 
try new things and a willingness to fail maybe or to go in there and be kind of a fish out of water for a little bit and figure it out. But he was just like, yeah, if somebody gives you an opportunity, he said, take it and figure it out on the way. Like, Well, we d- I know we didn't all set out to shoot at volleyball here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, the first volleyball game I ever coached is, is the first one that I ever saw yeah. start to finish. And yeah. uh, But I did my – as just like Coach O said, I did my homework. I was in there learning from that head coach. I You know, back in the old days, we had the VHS tapes. I mean, you're um, – it's it, – you got to want – to do a great job. And we talk about this in our assistant coach academies. One of the reasons we do that is to give people the tools and the opportunity to move up. We didn't have assistant coach academy when Taylor was coming up. She's a self-starter. She went out there and did it on her own, learned everything she needed to learn. Um, sometimes people need a little bit of assistance, or a little, mm-hmm. little support structure around them. But one thing we mentioned in that academy is um, the way to move to the next level is to do an outstanding job in the level you're in mm-hmm. and you will be noticed for your quality of work and your quantity of work. And then you'll get the opportunity. If your focus is on that next level, if, if, you know, if, um, you know, Taylor had been only focused on North Forney basketball, right? Nobody would have ever noticed what a darn good job she was doing at Brown middle school. And hence she, the, the, the connection couldn't have been made. Right. I think so, looking at it, I think what you did was look at it as the, the concept of the job as a whole. Hey, I want to be a coach, and you didn't, you didn't, you know, make that so specific that it blocked you from doing other things. You didn't say, I, I want to be a high school basketball coach. You wanted to be a coach, and you had the opportunity to do that. And that was as another thing. I heard somebody. It was a guy in the the minor leagues playing minor league hockey, mm-hmm. and somebody, and he was so max. He's like, I just want to get to the NHL. I just want to get to. And they were like, What do you want to be as a kid? He said, I want to be a professional hockey player. He said, What are you? He's like, I'm a professional hockey player. He's like, be thankful for that. He's like, you can go for the next one. But he's like, be thankful that you are. Like, if you're a middle school coach, you're a coach. And then take the next step, Addison. Right. And also show gratitude. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I'll say Taylor does a good job of that, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Taylor's smiling. She's not just out there grinding and working. She's also doing it with a smile on her face. I mean, I think people know she loves her job. Uh, every person I talked to, when, when they found out you were uh, going to be our coach of the month, they're like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No-brainer. Uh, No-brainer. We heard that <laughs> multiple times. So uh, people see it. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, we, we appreciate the work you do. Well, if you weren't coaching, what would you be doing right now? I actually went to college for pre-med. Oh, really? Um, I was going to try to get into physical therapy school. Um, some of my family uh, does that as well, and I shadowed them for a while, and I knew I wanted to be – in the people business somehow mm. it, at first it was the health side um, and then now the younger growing the doctors i guess i could say i'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully there, there you go there's a lot of crossover i think yeah. between the two careers you were right. interested in for sure mm-hmm. um i have a friend that's a physical therapist and he does a lot of coaching of people to to get people back to where they right. need to be yeah. um so that's interesting i got to i got to throw this out so taylor moved up Coach Fleming moved up. They they're uh, coaching varsity basketball at North Point. Those Lady Falcons, they're pretty good, aren't they? I think they are. <laughs> I don't I don't want to speak too soon. It's early, <laughs> but yeah, they, it's we early. Don't, we don't want them to peak too soon, but no, right? Y'all y'all, it's it's pretty fun coaching those guys. They've been getting oh, after yeah, it, they're fun fun to coach, fun to watch. Um, we we go out every night to we we call it to try to steal a game, win the ones you need to win, and steal it from those who 
are kind of uh, too big for their britches at the moment. Well, y'all stacked up a pretty tough preseason, pre-district schedule. We did um, on purpose, actually, because yep. um, we've seemingly made it to the fourth round a couple of years um, since I've been there, fourth round regional quarterfinals. Um, but there seems to be a hump there that we need to get over. And so um, stacking our preseason with teams that – you could potentially see in playoffs um, that will be in the playoffs in their com- their conference or their their level. We've played some six A teams here recently, um, so just getting those girls prepared for those long postseason games, game length of games. Very strategic. Mm-hmm. You know, she started out coaching at that line, trying to figure out how to coach those seventh graders, and now she's uh, helping Coach Schedule Fleming six strategically games, yeah. figure out how to be highly ranked once you get done with this. Yes. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so talk to us. We, I mean, we can't not talk about your uh, your team right now. Talk to us about this group right now. What are you seeing from them? What's special about this group? Well, we are um, highly experienced. We have um, 11 girls on varsity, and uh, eight of them are seniors. Um, so, uh, and most of them have grown in the program. Uh, I think we have, uh, one, one move in, uh, this past year from uh, Mesquite school. Um, so all of them, I coached from seventh grade. Uh, we had one girl come over from Warren, shout out Gabby Ortiz was here, I think last week or the week before. Um, so highly experienced. They know the expectations of coach Fleming and I, they, um, most of them ha- have been to the playoffs, and so um, they love the the atmosphere of that. And so they work really hard uh, day in and day out at practice to um, to get to that level. Uh, Coach Fleming always says it's a it's a build up. We're forty, sixty, eighty. You want to be forty percent start of the season, sixty percent at the start of district, and eighty percent when you get to playoffs. And uh, we definitely uh, hit our build up. At the beginning of the season, we were definitely at 40%. Um, and we're going to have those ups and downs along the way. Uh, but I think that this team is used to adversity. Uh, we're used to um, coming from behind or uh, uh, keeping our foot on the gas if we need to in, in those games where it's going to come down to the end. And um, just having the experience is really nice. Having those seniors is, is such a big deal. This is something – I talked to you about it um, briefly – Whenever we were talking about, I think we were talking about Highland Park or something, and these mm-hmm. teams that have these continued, this continued success. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about the model of the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, like where how you want those to shake out. And it was a little bit different it's than different. I expected it to be because a lot of times as as people that are just in the community, you know, you get real excited when you have five freshmen on varsity that are good, that are yeah. good enough to be on varsity, you know. And you're like, oh, we have five freshmen. That's really exciting. And you said, we don't want that. We don't want to have five freshmen varsity. We want this natural progression. Or yeah, whatever. Well, so talk a little bit about that. I, yeah. There's, first off, let me say that it's different for every sport. Mm-hmm. So each sport kind of has its own, um, you know, perspective, I guess, would be the way to, to, to look at how you grow a sport and how it matures. Football's a numbers game. You know, I mean, you, you mentioned Highland Park. If you look at Highland Park's football model, um, they always have a lot of seniors on the team. You got a lot of kids on the sideline. They get a huge junior class. Got a huge, you know, get a lot of participation. And mm-hmm. um, so you're all because of one way to judge the health of that program is numbers. You're always going to have a high number of seniors. If you've got sophomores and juniors playing a lot, I'm speaking specifically about varsity football now mm-hmm. in a big numbers game. Probably means your juniors and seniors aren't very good. 
which means probably your leadership is not particularly that good because you. I mean, it's again, it's a human biology. Those mm-hmm. this reason we started lead with our junior class is because we're getting preparing them to be seniors. You need that strong senior class. They're the oldest. They're going to carry influence in a program over the younger kids just just by nature. So you want to build really strong leadership with your seniors to carry everything else along. Basketball is different in a way because you're playing with less kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can have th- three classes of kids with really talented players in each class mm-hmm. and put them together and put five players on the floor that can be outstanding. Um, doesn't mean they're mature, right? right? If they're a freshman, it does. I mean, if you put a couple, you know, you, somebody said one time, if you for every sophomore you've got starting in varsity football, it's a loss. You know, and, and I mean, I think you, you know, you look at um, this year's North Forney team, last year's Forney team, they're playing a lot of underclassmen. And those underclassmen are going to keep getting better. When those kids are experienced seniors, now hopefully they'll be pulling that wagon and, and, and those younger cl- underclassmen come along behind them. Basketball is different because it's less kids. Right. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of times talent. It's great. What I'm saying is this is a good indicator of the health of a program that you've got a lot of seniors that have stayed together, have stayed in it, have gotten better together and are leading mm-hmm. and are working. You know, you've got seniors that are still busting their tail out there every day. That's going to bring the juniors along behind them, and it's going to encourage those right. freshmen and sophomores to look at those kids ahead of me, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I can do the same thing. And you would think, like, I mean, a team that is as talented as North Forney is with these eight seniors on a normal year, several of the juniors that are probably playing JV would be on the varsity team. Yeah. So they're getting a chance to play together a lot, and to get a bunch a of playing time. Yeah. And then whenever they're seniors, because a lot of people kind of look down on that, like, oh, I, I've just seen it from a student perspective and talking to students and stuff that, oh, you're only on varsity because you're a senior. Well, a lot of really good programs, a lot of really good players weren't on varsity until they were seniors because of the talent in the program. If it's a very healthy program. Right, I think right. that's so the point you were talking about. Right. You're right. Uh, you know, here's where you got to have re- you start looking at red flags. Is hey, we got a really good varsity. Um, our JV wasn't very good, and we couldn't field a freshman team. Right now, you got yeah. big, you know now, now you got a, a red flag because this has got big problems coming. Or our, if you look at our varsity, we're playing a lot of sophomores and and freshmen, um, but you still got a really good freshman and JV team. Good things are coming. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you're playing a lot of sophomores and freshmen varsity, and your freshman team's not very good, and your JV team's not very good. Um, you, you got work to do. Right. So there's a lot of ways to indicate the health of a program, but but definitely these coaches do a great job at North Forney. And uh, North Forney girls basketball is uh, it's going to be a fun year, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'll give it back to you all to ask some more coachy questions if you got any. But I do have one more random question. Um, so you're from Oklahoma. You've been here for six years now? Yes. Okay. How long does a person need to be in Texas to be a Texan? <laughs> I mean, I got an answer, but I, this question. Do you is, feel like a Texan? Are you a Texan? I, to be honest, I really don't. Okay. I mean, I'm, I love Texas. And uh, to be honest, for me, it's very similar to so Oklahoma. Hey, uh, 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 you're fired. Give me that trophy back. Cause it's the what are you talking about? You're a Texan. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get hate mail for this. I'm a big, I'm a big boomer sooner okay. over oh, here we've and had those on here that's before fu- that's fun. and we feel a certain type of way against the university of texas so i'm not a sooner yeah. and i feel the same way yeah. um, <laughs> but okay that's interesting i i appreciate it i appreciate the loyalty to your state because as a texan <laughs> it's something i value um okay. so you said you have an answer for uh, this. i was gonna say, i mean really i m- maybe i just can't comprehend 
how someone from another state could come to Texas and not want to be <laughs> and not want to immediately identify as a Texan. But yeah. I was going to say one day. I mean, you know, the, one to day me, for you. You should be here one day later. You'd be like, "Yep, I'm a Texan. This is the greatest place." What's um, Coach? What's your answer? Yeah, I mean, the moment she decided to take a job in Texas. See? See? I moved to Texas, yeah. and See, I, I, a Texan. I personally have a higher standard for Texanhood. If I moved to California or Florida. You're not a Californian yet. I'm still a Texan. I would yeah, live there and still be a Texan. It's a high loyalty. Okay. But, yeah. but, but, but. Finish your thought, coach. When Texas is different, if you move yeah. from somewhere else to Texas, <laughs> that's different. I think the answer is. When you become completely delusional about how not delusional how because it's true, is. it is all true. Yeah. But whenever you Sorry. become completely just, you cannot be convinced of anything other than Texas is the greatest state. Whenever you believe that, you're a Texan. Uh, I think, and so for, I'm certainly a Texan. <laughs> I, yes, I am too. Or I think once you've lived in Texas longer than you've lived anywhere oh, else she's got a ways to go I on that yeah because my mom is from louisiana and i'll mess with her and i'll be like you're not a texan and she's like she's like i've lived in texas longer than i ever lived in louisiana mm-hmm. and she doesn't sound like she's from louisiana anymore yeah. her whole family has an accent that she doesn't have and so my mom's probably a texan at this point but if she's <laughs> not willing to say texas is hands down the best state there's no question about it she's not a texan that's a requirement well obviously coach jeffs has not gone back to oklahoma yeah. nope that's true. Hey, so no. she's, she's trying to get, uh, she's trying to coach in the Texas state basketball playoffs. Mm-hmm. I am. So I mean, so to have some jewelry on my hands. You could tell us it's going to have a, a st- lone star on it when you get <laughs> right. it. So you can tell us that you're from Oklahoma, but, but every day you keep this job, we yeah. we think you're become becoming more Texan. More Texan. Yeah, we're going to make you a Texan, Taylor. I will oh. say the Texas State Fair is definitely. Better than the Oklahoma yeah. one. That's <laughs> so. a, I talked to somebody else. They were like, this is incredible. Ours is like a carnival. Like, it's like <laughs> a parking lot. <laughs> well, that, is, that, was, that was the end of my questions. I'm all set. Well, Now I know where we stand on I Texas. hope we've shamed you appropriately for not, uh, <laughs> you know, saying you're. Now go out and beat Naaman tonight. That's right. right yeah. yeah. We, we hope you uh, guys do have a deep playoff run. We know you're doing a great job in, in North Point Girls basketball. I'm excited. I haven't seen you guys play yet. I'm excited to see a game. Um, and, uh, man, just even though I, I guess I can't be grateful for you being a, a Texan, I am still grateful <laughs> for the job you do for our school district. You may not be a Texan, but you are a – what, is it, what are we, a Forniite? What's a Forney person called? I think we better go with Forniite. Okay, there you go. Well, I've heard some other things. that You're part of the Forney family, even if you're not a Texan. That's all right. right. Oh, That's you. right. She's put in her time. Mm-hmm. Good work, Taylor. We, yes. we love what you do. Keep we, it up. we look forward to seeing more of it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. Like we said, we've got all sorts of things going around in the district. We've got basketball starting up, really get going. Um, we do have a playoff game in Forney this week. We're hosting it, so check that out if you're itching for some football. And other than that, we will talk to you all next week. I'm ready to go in, Coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. Well, I think we had a good plan this week for what they were doing. Um, I also just think that, that offensively, um, you know, really at the beginning of the year, it, your offense is always what's going to come gradually. And uh, it hadn't 
come as fast as we wanted it to, but we've been continuing to work harder the things we need to get better at. And I think we, uh, we finally saw our guys uh, have some confidence with what we were doing and, and just performed a whole lot better. And, and that's all you can ask for is week in and week out to, to just be better than you were the week before. And, you know, I think the offense will be able to really build on that. You know, we're still leaving way too many points out there with, you know, we got stopped on a fourth down inside the 20 and then we missed two field goals down there and we're getting the ball down there. We just got to find a better way of scoring points. And, you know, it was a fun win, but it could have been an even bigger win. And, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, you just need to be happy you win. You're exactly right. We are. But um, if we would have been able to put the game away a little bit sooner by taking advantage of those opportunities, it would have really allowed us to get some of our backups more playing time, which is always good to, to start helping there. So, uh, it's it's good to be where we're at right now. We're two and zero in district going into the open week, and um, you know that's really all you can ask for. So there were a couple times where Flanner would pull you off to the side. What exactly was that conversation? So like I'll mess something up, and he'll just he'll talk me through what's going on, and because him and our offensive coordinator, Coach Mack, we'll be talking and conversating over what we did wrong, we need to fix, and it's just. He's helped me out so much because I, I see things that he doesn't see and he, sing, he sees things that I don't and it's just like a full-on 100% communication between both of us and we're figuring everything out and it's, it's a whole lot of fun doing that too. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. one game. If we played them 10 times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players. Every one of you. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Okay, Petey, don't you drift to the strong side. Coach, they're calling a holding penalty on me every time. Did I ask for your excuses? You want to act like a star? You better give me a star effort. Do you hear me? Forget about him. Alan, you're in. Come on. All right. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure that they remember 
forever. The night they played the Titans. What?